1: 18 Plus.
2: Block Talk Radio.
0: Hello to all our friends and family in all the countries around our beloved planet. Welcome to Dr. Catherine May's Blog Talk Radio Call channel panel. Today is Sunday, August 17, 2014. And today's show is our healing call and training for ascension with Sananda and sometimes guests. We'll see who's here today. This is your co-host Meg Davis calling in from the greater Atlanta area in Georgia. And our host, Catherine, is calling in from her beautiful home in High Falls, New York. Hi, Catherine. Welcome. Hi, Catherine. Are you with us?
3: Oh, is <clears throat>
0: going you. to... Hmm? Yes. Yeah. You actually just came on, so start over. Oh, really? Yeah.
3: Sorry about that. I think I had myself muted. Oh, sorry. Hi, Catherine. (laughs) Sometimes there's a delay. Well, hi, everybody. Um, It's great to be here. And we're going to have Sananda and the Arcturians. We have a really full show. Um, We have requests, special requests for healings, and we have a very special segment today where Meg is going to give us her nutritional, alternative medicine um, information about how to heal and cure even cancer and heart disease and what the components are of that process. What we all need to be working on now to do these healings. So I'm going to, the schedule today will be, I'm going to start with announcing the people who are going to, uh, who've asked for special healings, and then we're going to have Meg give us her piece, because it's going to be very applicable. And I hope everyone who sent in a request is listening very carefully, because we're going to have some real help for you. Um, And others that I've talked to during the week that I've told to come to the show, listen up because you're going to get a lot of help. Um, I also want to tell people about the feelings going on today and yesterday. I think we are getting a huge blast of shift energy. Really um, powerful, powerful energies. I'm not usually too affected by the ascensionitis. I think I've been—they've um, <laughs> been merciful because they know I'm on call. So I—I I have had a rather gradual shift, but today I was exhausted when I got up. Now, I did have a busy day yesterday and, you know, working outside, but that doesn't feel like what it is. This is just a kind of deep exhaustion and Noev and Gabriella were just getting ready and she is just such a bright light and very easy going most of the time. And she got halfway to the door and started burst into tears because, I don't know, she couldn't get her the the strap on her backpack to go on her shoulder right. I mean, it was something so trivial and so surprising, and she just burst into tears. So I think she's like the canary in the mind. You know, mm-hmm. she senses everything, and even she's thrown off today. So if you're feeling a little out of sorts, or off balance or really tired the last couple of days or maybe even longer today is a big blast i don't know what it's related to but i mean sometimes it's it's specific help sometimes it's just another big blast to lift us all into a higher dimension so i think that's what's happening now so People who said you don't feel anything, today's the day I bet you are feeling something. <clears throat> so let me... Um, well, we should, we should introduce ourselves, really. I'm For those people who are new, I'm Catherine. I'm um, a psychologist and a channel, and I do the technique called visual centering, which you'll be hearing about on these calls. And Meg... Meg Davis. Oh, my website is whoneedslight.org, and the Facebook page where you're going to find a lot of information and resources is Healing for Ascension Tour. And there, they capitalize all the words Healing for Ascension Tour, and there you will find uh, Meg's talk for today which she's going to post so you'll be able to read it again so you don't need to take notes it'll be there for everyone to read so thank you Meg for that offer it's really good of you to write it out and and have it available to us I have a feeling this is going to be a very important um help for a lot of people so I've spoken with Sananda, and he is saying he is 100% behind what Meg is going to tell you. And it is absolutely related to the kind of healing that he did when he was here and that he continues to do with us. And it is the part that we have to do. We have to get in touch with our bodies, really pay attention, help them. And then, the healing that comes to you from Sananda, from your guides, can really take hold. Okay, so Meg, your Facebook page.
0: Yes, my Facebook page is Wisdom Within Meg Davis, and my email address, which I'll have posted with this information on the Healing for Ascension page is BTW at gmail B is in boy, T is in Tom, W is in water. B T W Davis at As gmail.com. in by the way. <laughs> as in by the way. Back to Wellness, which is my clinic. Oh, back <laughs> so, to Wellness. Yes.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> And, yeah, so I will post everything I say today. Don't worry about a thing. You will find it on Caffins. You will find it on Healing for Ascension tour and group and also on my Facebook page. So you can't miss it. So mm-hmm. really, just relax and sit back and so if anything that you miss, just uh, know that you can find it easily. There's a lot of information I'll share. It's very simple, but it's just a lot, and I want you just comfortable. So I'll say that again. Thank you, Catherine.
3: Great. Yeah. Thanks. And if we have time, <clears throat> we'll have, we'll save a few minutes for um, questions. But try to absorb everything we're offering today because there's going to be a whole lot. So here we go. Here are the requests um, that people sent through Gabriella, which is the way you put in a request for a healing. Gabriella at com. That's also on the web page and on the Facebook page. So, this is requested by Brent for Cassandra Just. She's um, requesting for herself and her unborn child um, as she's been having difficulties with this pregnancy. So I guess Cassandra must be the, the baby. So we send our love and blessings. And I think, the mellow energies and the healing help you're going to get today is going to really help. So Valerie is asking for help with her eyesight. They want to do another surgery, and she said she doesn't really want to do it. She really believes she just needs a healing. Um, so here's from Cyril, who is our French translator for his mother, Louisette, and for himself. She's 75 and lives in France, and she has um, a heart problem. So Cyril is saying his challenge is is his heart. He was born with a hole um, in his heart and had open surgery when he was nine. So in 2002, they put in a pacemaker, which isn't working anymore, and his heartbeat is now very slow. Um, and he's giving us all these details because he believes there may be others who have a similar challenge. And he'd be interested in, if we would talk about heart conditions like tachycardia, bradycardia, arrhythmia, um, and I know of others who would be happy to hear about that too. So maybe we... Uh, Sonanda a little bit about that as well. Uh, okay, Daryl wants help with digestion and positive, uh, positive changes in diet. Well, we're going to talk about that for sure. Jacqueline, here's my problem. When I was young, I had, stupidly she said, had breast implants. And the doctor popped them. She didn't know he did that, but she was, she's she been sick for years when the silicone and the platinum leaked into all her organs and joints. And, oh, my. She got hepatitis C from a knee replacement and let, lost her left kidney to cancer. So she did get a settlement from Dow Corning, acknowledging that they... The things they were suggesting that women use were poison. And, of course, it doesn't help to get her... It doesn't come close to what she's already had to spend. So love and light to Jacqueline and a clearing. You're going to need a big, big blast of cleansing light. The Arcturians will help with that. So here's um, Andrea for her son Chris who suffers greatly from addiction. And she's praying that... Oh, she said she wants to remain anonymous. Well, sorry, I gave you your first name. Um, but he is reading the book, Who Needs Light? And we will pray to help him, and I know the book will be helpful for him. Here's Linda for her friend Vicki. Vicki was just released from U of M Hospital Mm, that could be Michigan or Missouri or, anyway, probably U of M, probably Michigan, with liver cancer and nothing more they can do for her. So they sent her home with oral chemo, which is worse than the disease. Yes, we know about that. So she's having her listen to the healing call, and I will absolutely include her by name. So Vicki, welcome. Your friend Linda says you have always been a smiling, glowing beam of light and you're positive in spite of all this. So we send you love and hang on to f- with us and you're going to get a lot of help from Sananda and the Arcturians. Okay, please add Marty to be listed in the healing. She's a beautiful young mother of two boys and she has a disease called ya Takayasu Arteris. So it, it attacks the arteries and blood vessels. It sounds like um, she's had multiple surgeries. It sounds like this might be some sort of um, immune uh, disease. So we'll talk about that a bit, too. Here's Dave Jenkins for his wife, Martha, and himself. They both have an unshakable faith, they've said. And she has arthritis in her back and is in pain. Um, Cortisone shots don't work anymore. The only thing that helps is an anesthetic cream applied by the live-in massager of the house, which is Dave, of course. Now, look at this, Dave. The only thing that helps is for you to put your hands on her and massage the anesthetic cream and do you think there's anything to do with the love that you also send with it I think you're proving the case that love is the best healer Well he's feeling he says he's feeling a bit selfish for asking for himself and it, because he can still walk without too much pain but He let himself gain too much weight and trained too hard and damaged the cartilage in his knees. So he wants to be healed so that he can run again. Well, you know that kind of walking where you can go real fast is way easier on your knees and really fun. So I recommend that to get you back in shape and it's as much cardiovascular exercise and you can go a long ways, so try the run walking along with the other things we're going to suggest. Okay, here's Allison. Allison, she's requested um, for post-traumatic stress and ascension symptoms. So um, you're probably not going to get rid of them. You have to absorb it. She wants emotional and spiritual healing and uh, some sort of attunement for strength and balance and energy. Well, she's feeling it like the rest of us. So, yes, balance and and um, I think a kind of easygoing acceptance. They're doing this for us. It's to help us. So welcome it. Embrace it absorb it. And the faster you absorb it the the quicker it goes. This is uh nya yang for herself and her mother. Um during the sum one summer when she was in fifth grade, she was curious about the sun and she stared at the sun and it affected her vision. Also, her hearing isn't good because as a child she suffered a lot of ear infections and her hearing is very compromised. So she hears ringing in her ears. And yes, um, I, hear, hear, I hear ringing in my ears sometimes and it's always somebody who's sending energy and wants to make contact. So who wants to speak to you your whole life? your higher self, yes, and your body, of course. So she wants to include her mother, who has arthritis and back pain and Lyme disease. Well, I gave the suggestions for Lyme disease just a week or two ago. Um, I probably should post that as well. I'll, I'll ask Meg to include that as a PS in her posting as well. Miriam. She's on the Facebook page and she lives in New Zealand. Um, she has a skin rash that flares up. So, she's gone vegan. She meditates every day and she's a healer. So, she's struggling to transmute it. It improves sometimes, but it's not gone. So, okay, Miriam. Buckle down and We're going to blast off. So I think you're going to get a lot of help today. And she wants us to come someday to New Zealand to teach visual centering. Okay, we'd love to do that. All right, that's our list for today. And everyone else who wishes to come, of course, you're invited to the healing session. We're going to go to the Arcturian ship with Sananda. So, Meg... Yes. Yeah. I'm going to turn it over to you, and you can give us your, you said you made it the short form, but I know there's a lot to talk about when it comes to uh, healing and nutrition and so on when it comes to cancer, and it's so important. So don't feel you have to leave anything out because we're all ears. Oh. Okay, great.
0: Thank <laughs> okay. you, Catherine. As I was um, listening to the list of wonderful people, I always just love it when people have the courage to ask. I think that's something that Mm -hmm. I learned even deeper from one of the members of the retreat last week named Christine. Hi, Christine. That she said, you know, we just don't ask enough.
4: Mm -hmm. And
0: I took that to heart. And we had a whole little morning session before we gathered where she just went over deeper and deeper ways to ask. And we don't even have to know who. We can just ask. And they are right there ready to help. So before I begin, I'll just tell you really briefly, this was my story and why this is so personal to me and such a such a topic that I enjoy talking about. So I was, both my parents died of cancer and, or complications Mm -hmm. of, and I read a book called Eating Right for Your Type in my 30s, and it talked about certain blood types have certain affinities for diseases, and type A positive, which is what I am, was an affinity for cancer, Now, I don't really know a lot about the research in the book, and that's not necessarily um, my point, but that's why I chose to become vegetarian, is they said I don't do well with meat. And at that time, it was very difficult to find clean meat. I couldn't find uh, any resources for grass-fed or uh, hormone-free. So I just stopped eating meat. But I didn't do it with a lot of information. I just stopped eating meat and thought that was okay. And I Mm. became what you call a carbitarian. That's not an official word, but I think you know what I mean. And I ate very high-quality carbs, but nonetheless, I would have steel-cut oatmeal in the morning with agave nectar and organic blueberries and almonds. For lunch, I would have half-sweets potato, organic, cup of quinoa, and some uh, organic beans. And then I would have maybe um, some homemade granola for an afternoon snack. And at dinner, I might have some brown rice and another type of vegetable. So somebody from the outside might say, oh, I don't know, that sounds pretty healthy. But to a person that knows anything about carbohydrates, that was an enormous amount of carbohydrates, Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. even though
0: they were healthy. So in the combination is where I had my problem. And I find that's what most people do. It's just a combination issue. It's not that they don't know what a carb is or a carbohydrate. Um, It's just they don't know the levels that are healthy. So I became insulin resistant in my 30s and developed um, a host of health issues. And then I became acquainted with a brilliant husband and wife team of acupuncturists from Austin, Texas in a seminar and it changed my life on a dime. I knew I was sick and I knew the way out and I knew that this would change my practice. And so I became, an acu- I became a nutritionist who does acupuncture
2: mm-hmm. as opposed
0: to an acupuncturist because I didn't want to see people unless they needed me and I knew that the first medicine is always food and I began to try to put myself out of business with using nutrition and I was pretty close. (laughs) So know that whoever is listening, you are my story. My parents are your story, I'm your story and we all are each other's story and the the best news is that it's reversible and I have seen in my own practice, in my own life, that cancer is reversible, diabetes is reversible, heart disease is reversible, rheumatoid arthritis is reversible. All of that is reversible if we get the right information. So Catherine has lovingly offered up a piece of this show to be able to share with you my information and start us beginning a dialogue on how we can start bringing some hope into these issues that seem insurmountable and are told they're insurmountable by right. a certain population of medicine. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. And people will come and, and, and say, I'll just live with this for the rest of my life, and it takes three or four sessions for them to start believing that this is not their destiny. So it is, it is not your destiny, and I've seen it in my own practice, so it can be true for you too. Now, with that said... Everybody's a little bit different, and this is general information that's very applicable. But, of course, everybody has their unique flavor. So just know that if there's something specific that comes up for you, we can address that individually, and I'm happy to do that with you on the phone or over the Internet. Um, but on the whole, this is very good general information for people dealing with, um, with issues around um, too much glucose in their system hmm um and with that said the light that we're getting now from the great central sun and the dispensation we're getting it is so quick to make these changes now compared to a year ago i have people coming in so much farther ahead than they were even when i was going through this problem so even if you hear some information that sounds daunting, you are so helped right now by your higher self and by the light that you'd be surprised how fast and how easy um, you can make these changes. So, right. The topics I've were, seen that yeah, too. The top, yes, so fast.
2: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, for example, when the, December 2012 came, the next day I was already eating almost no meat. But the next day, I just never wanted it again. It wasn't even a conscious thought. That was purely a light download. So if Mm -hmm. we really claim it, we're going to get that download just like I did to make the changes. It's completely possible. So the names that people throw around are diabetes, type 1 and 2, pre-diabetes, metabolic syndrome, syndrome X, hypoglycemia, insulin resistance, heart disease cancer, all those Western medical words, but they're really all just one long timeline of the exact same thing. They're just a thousand names for one thing, and that is our body producing symptoms on trying to handle more glucose than it can utilize at that time. It's really that simple. All we're talking about is levels of blood sugar and the insulin that the body produces to carry it into your cells. Almost everything Catherine listed was some form of adaptation that the body tries to do in order to handle the levels of blood blood glucose. And many times I try to tell people, you know, diabetes is actually... uh, a way for your body to adapt for your highest good with the diet that you're eating. It's not actually your body working against you. It's actually your body working for you with the diet that you're eating. So wait till you see what your body does when you start correcting the diet. I've never seen a more forgiving organ in my life. Three weeks, six weeks people are virtually symptom free, it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It will work as hard for you coming out as it did going in. So one of the things to remember is these diseases that we get are actually just your body adapting and trying to do the best for you. So let's love our bodies up, say, I know you're working hard for me, and now I'm going to work hard for you. And we're going to get out of this. And we're going to start seeing those symptoms disappear. One of the best ways that was described to me to help me understand what my body was doing is when someone described to me what happens when we eat. So at that time, I was eating steel-cut oatmeal, so I'll just grab that because oatmeal is easy for a breakfast. So we eat oatmeal, and then our body digests it if we have the right amount of stomach acid. If we don't have the right amount of stomach acid, we'll get acid reflux the reflux is actually too low stomach acid, not too much, which is why it's the number one prescribed medication in the country and it's Mm -hmm. given incorrectly. So if we have the right amount of stomach acid, it'll digest correctly and empty into our small intestine, which is like a sieve, like a colander. And it breaks down everything. If we have good bacteria and good enzymes, it will break down all of our food into three things. amino acids from proteins, Glucose from our, the sugar that we eat and fatty acids from the fat. And then it sieves through to the blood and our blood uses those three materials to do everything. Build new cells, strengthen our immune system, make neurotransmitters, give us energy and ATP for our cells. Everything, even clean us out. It uses all that nutrient for those processes. And then... For all the glucose that we eat, the pancreas releases insulin and it partners up one molecule for one molecule of glucose and insulin and the insulin carries it into our cells and we have energy. We do Meg stuff and Catherine stuff and Gabriella stuff and it animates us. Without the insulin, the glucose can't get in the cell. So we need insulin to carry the glucose that we have into our cells for energy and then the glucose is used up, it's carried into the cells, and the insulin goes away. And then we should burn fat for energy until our next meal. And then we eat again. And the blood glucose level rise. Insulin is released, carries into and the cells. And what did you say is released? The insulin is released
3: uh-huh.
0: from the pancreas. It carries the glucose in the cells, and then the insulin goes away until the next meal. And we do this three times a day, maybe four times a day. We eat and then use the glucose and burn fat till the next meal. We eat again, we use the glucose and burn fat until the next meal. And it does that. Now the problem comes in is say we eat steel-cut oatmeal for breakfast and Meg has an office job. So I sit until lunch. I didn't use up the glucose at 8 for breakfast before my next meal. So now my cells are still trying to use up the glucose. And then I eat again with something that has glucose in it or sugar. And then I still sit at my desk job. And then I eat dinner. And I have glucose still needed from breakfast and from lunch, and it's still not utilized. So you can see how the levels of glucose and blood sugar build up if we don't use the amount of glucose from one meal to the next. And it builds up, and it builds up, and it builds up. And then the cells go on strike. They say, you know what? You're not even even using the glucose that I have in my cell. I'm sure not taking any more and they close down their receptors to sugar or to glucose, and they become insulin resistant. Just sort of like, Katie, bar the door. I'm not taking any more until you burn what you got inside myself.
3: I want to add something to this to see if this is correct. So when you have too much glucose, circulating in your system, your body has to really work hard to produce insulin, right? To produce in, enough to make a one-to-one match. Yes. Yeah. So your body is really working like crazy to try to match up the amount of glucose? Yeah. Glucose?
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And with that note, there's these little cells on the outside of the pancreas called beta cells. And we also have some beta cells in our blood. And they're like, they're like reading glasses, I call them. They read <laughs> the amount of sugar in the bloodstream.
2: Mm-hmm. And they
0: report back to the pancreas going, all right, Meg just ate X, Y, Z. She has this much sugar in her bloodstream. Give me this amount of insulin. And they constantly report back to each other, back and forth. And then, but if we continue to have our cells washed in insulin and glucose all day, every day, without exercise and by eating too many foods that have carbohydrates in them, which I'll talk about.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: The pancreas goes, okay, this is too much. I can't read this fast and it's too much then the little beta cells go on strike and they actually start to die or atrophy from overwork. So now you've got cells that have shut down their receptors going, "Uh uh-uh, no more until you start burning some glucose. You've got the pancreas releasing insulin that's exhausted. So then their cells that read your glucose start to atrophy. So now you've got a pancreas that needs, you know, trifocal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <instead of laughs> singular, and you've got your cell bone strike in the meantime insulin is the most inflammatory chemical in our body it inflames any tissue that's already inflamed so if you're in pain you're mm. going to be in worse pain if you eat carbohydrates you have any clogging of your heart you're going to have more heart disease because of the inflammation Mm -hmm. You have pain from an injury, you're going to have more pain because of the insulin from the food you eat. So many times the first place I start with people in pain is their diet. They're like, hey, why are you talking to me about the food I eat when I have shoulder pain? And Mm -hmm. I try to connect them to an injury will stay injured with the insulin because it's so inflaming. And it will prevent your cells from healing with the inflammation from the insulin. So regardless, if you're thin and healthy and, and look on the outside like you, you don't have a blood sugar problem, if you're in pain, you're going to benefit from regulating the diet. So, so now we have a situation like happened to me where I did not use the glucose from meal to meal before I added more to it. And when that happens, again, the body is washed with sugar and insulin, inflaming, causing digestive trouble, acid reflux problems, on and on. So most people can figure out that table sugar is a problem. That's easy. It's easy to recognize when something tastes sweet that that's something with a type of sugar, maltose, dextrose, lactose, all those things that that have a sugar ending. But what really is, is trouble is what we need to understand is what the food turns into in our digestive tract, regardless of what it tastes like. And this is what's so confusing, mm. is people will say, oh, no, I don't eat any sugar. I've removed adding sugar to any food, which is huge, actually. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm very excited when they tell me that. But when we go over the foods that turn into glucose, they're shocked. They're like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. So sometimes it's not that people are willfully eating things that taste sweet. It's that Mm -hmm. they're never told that these things turned into sugar in the digestive tract. So what we're looking to include now in that category that's the most health for people with heart disease, blood sugar problems, diabetes, insulin resistance, autoimmune issues, et cetera, is this category. Is anything that's a grain, anything that's from wheat or millet or amaranth or all that category of flour, any grain or anything that's turned into a flour, turns into glucose in our gut, so that's things like pasta, bread, crackers, muffins, anything fried because it's rolled in flour, of course cakes and cookies, those are usually pretty, pretty easy, baked goods like croissants and bagels, and then we get into the category of things using grains like beer, liquor and wine, those used things that turn into sugar. The next Mm. category are things like starchy vegetables, potatoes, yams, corn, popcorns. They turn into glucose in our stomach, even though they don't taste sweet. Of course, these yams taste a little sweet, so that's easy, but the other ones don't. Then the next category is things made from fruit now, Fruit by itself, of course, is not a problem today or four pieces a week. That's not a problem. But what we do to it is turn it into fruit juices, fruit smoothies, dried fruits, which increase the sugar. And I'll have some moms that come and say, oh, I just give them fruit and vegetables for snacks. I'm like, super. And I will go through the diet and the kids have at least five pieces of fruit a day. And that's over 200 carbohydrates in your diet, which is, we'll talk about, way over the limit for what the body can utilize. So there's many parents out there giving their kids fruit because they think fruit and vegetables are one category, and they're actually not. Vegetables need to be really by itself and fruit in another one, even though fruit in some quantity, of course, is perfectly fine for us. And when we get out of trouble then, of course, fruit's fine. But when we're reversing something, we really need to get that fruit almost out of our diet or really, really low until we can handle the level of sugar. So those are the types of foods that when we start bringing them up, people are like, oh, my gosh, I have no idea. And added to the fact that the body can only really utilize about 30 carbs per meal, We can only burn or or synthesize about 30 carbs. It's a little different for everybody, but that's a general number. So when you look at a potato, a regular Idaho-baked potato, has 65 carbs, Mm -hmm. and we can really only utilize about 30, you can see how we can get in trouble so easily. A banana has 30 carbs, right? An apple has 20. A yam has... 35. Pasta has 110. A sandwich, the bread, has 35, just the bread alone. So when you look at one slice of bread, that's not a problem. One piece of fruit, that's not a problem. But when you add the load of a meal, this is where we have a, have a difficulty, where you'll have a sandwich with the innards, fine. You have a Coke. And then we have potato chips. And now we're over 120 or 130 carbohydrates. And the body mm-hmm. can only 30. So now... Is I'm this grams
3: or how, what
0: are you measuring? Um, grams, yes.
3: Grams, yes. okay.
0: Mhm. And I, I'm going to include on my um, the post a easy website to go to. And you can find all the grams of carbohydrates in your favorite foods. It makes it so much easier Oh, and great. I, I'm, a, I'm a preacher of habit. I eat the same thing all the time. So I memorized my food very fast. And I could regulate and count my number very easily. So it doesn't take long. It's not like you're memorizing all the foods in the world, just your favorite.
4: Mm-hmm. And
0: so this is the, the trap that we get into where we don't know the amount of carbohydrates in our food, we eat too many during a day, And we, if you're like me, was sedentary at that time, more sedentary than I am now. So I wasn't burning the glucose. So the exercise piece is so important. But it doesn't have to be in a gym. It can be walking. It can be power walking. It can be um, swimming. It can be doing lots of things you enjoy. It doesn't have to look like some rigorous routine. It just needs to be moving your body. So I have people coming in with things like, I'm exhausted all the time. I'm craving sugar, especially after meals. Mm -hmm. I've got foggy thinking, really poor memory. I've started to gain fat around my middle. I have acid reflux. I have belching and burping all the time, which is a liver and gallbladder problem. I can't sleep. I can't go to sleep, and I wake up at night. And then we add some hormone issues. We've got infertility. The number one reason for infertility is blood sugar problems. It's called PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is blood sugar. Most of the infertility we have now in the the country is actually a blood sugar problem. And then we have erectile dysfunction, the number two top-selling drug for everybody, which is really sort of odd. I'll make a joke. So (laughs) men go to the doctor for cholesterol problems. It's really their diet. They're told to change their diet but not in a way that's a good one and go on this cholesterol statin drug. The statin Mm -hmm. drug interferes with your testosterone level. Now you don't want to have sex anymore. Right. And then you go on Viagra. So it's really quite comical when you look at it that all of this is one story so, you know, guys come in with erectile dysfunction. I solve the Viagra problem by getting them off the statin drug, and now they their diet, and now they're happy again. So I love to pick on the top drugs, so that's why I'm going after that one. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you have male pattern baldness, which is what happened to me. I started losing my hair on the top of my head, which is for a female, a blood sugar problem.
5: And oh. then you start
0: having high blood pressure problems which is a blood sugar problem, right? And then next, you have immune system issues because your body is so gearing everything it's got to keeping this inflammatory sugar from damaging your cells that it loses paying attention to the cancer cells.
2: It's like an army
0: with five fronts, north, south, east, and west, all needing armies, and something slips through. And this is where cancer comes from. It's just an overwhelmed, and Catherine, you've said this from the beginning, it's an overwhelmed immune system, which is exactly right. Mm -hmm. when we fix the blood sugar issues, then the immune system is going back to laser-focused vision on making sure that the cancer cells do not metastasize. And then other immune issues like arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, um... Um, what's the other one that came? MS, those types of things start to wear their ugly. Head. PMS, did you say? Mm-hmm. Or MS? Mm-hmm. MS, but PMS is there too. You've mm-hmm. got that issue as well. And women will come in. I'm angry all the time. I'm chopping everybody's head off. i my joints hurt, and I'm having horrific hot flashes and night sweats, and that's part of the same issue. It's not that we won't have some symptoms of stopping our cycle, but we should never have all those problems. This never should be something that chaotic that's mm-hmm. usually exacerbated by our, by our diet. So at this point, they go to the doctor and they're told they have a pester blood sugar and it's 140, 150, 160, or over 200, sometimes over 600 and they're placed on metformin, genuvia, glipizide, or even insulin at that point. Right. And all of these are Band-Aids that make the numbers look pretty, but the underlying inflammation is still there and the diet changes are still there. And we really really get into trouble if they refer you to the American Diabetes Association. Now we're in trouble. Really? Oh, yeah, because the American Diabetes Association has a food pyramid where the top the bottom of the pyramid, the bottom huge layer of the pyramid is 6 or more servings of grains and starchy vegetables.
3: Oh wow.
0: So, 6
3: or you more say a day if you have
0: diabetes and go for health and this is on the A American Diabetes Association website. Mm. So, a typical meal when I look up what a typical meal would be guided to help people with blood sugar issues, it has over 200 carbohydrates on a typical meal.
2: One meal. No one
0: will ever, one day, sorry, Mm -hmm. no one will ever reverse diabetes on 200 carbs a day. Never. It will only get worse, which, of course, sells more drugs. But I didn't say that online. (laughs) (laughs) So, So that's the problem is it's a whole cycle. So we need to have a whole new food pyramid. Throw it out, start over, and the bottom be solid vegetables, solid greens, solid fiber vegetables, all the broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, beets, celery, greens, everything you could possibly eat, and as much as you want, never a calorie to be counted. And then when we move up, category like legumes with protein, Lentils, nuts and seeds like quinoa, really healthy fats, avocados, olives, organic raw coconut oil and olive oils, and butter even, if you like, if you still do a little
3: water. Could could we go back a minute? You said quinoa as a seed, not a grain.
0: It's a seed. Mm -hmm. And so... uh, of all the grains, if you look at a chart that divides foods up into alkaline and acidic foods, which many people have heard of an alkaline diet or alkalizing your diet or alkalizing mm-hmm. water, what that really means is getting more minerals into your diet. So they, the alkaline diet, which does clear all inflammatory problems, has, of course, tons of foods with minerals, which are all of the grains and the vegetables. And also the only thing that pops on that side is quinoa and almonds. And the, the only thing, and uh,
3: you'll have to talk just a little slower because there's a little bit of a muffle
0: in oh, your, okay.
3: in your so voice. So when,
0: when, when you look at grains, you're thinking about flowers and grains and rice. Well, rice is in the acidic side of the chart. So... Hmm. Even though brown rice is more healthy than, say, white rice, they're still on the acidic side. They still have a slightly inflammatory reaction in the body, whereas quinoa <laughs> is actually alkalizing because of the content of the minerals in the seed. So I've switched my diet to almost completely quinoa if I do use a seed. Um, And brown rice would be if if I ate out and they didn't have any quinoa. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, one of the things that's important to remember is we can live a very happy life with no grains. There's nothing in a grain that we need that we don't get from another food. So we can completely remove grains from our Mm -hmm. diet and be fine. So the idea of, recommended servings of grains is a misnomer. We actually don't nutritionally need anything from them, but can have them on occasion, but definitely not six or more servings a day and balance our blood sugar. Now, I will mention one category that people usually have a lot of questions about, and that's dairy. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Dairy does have low carbohydrates. So many times people with blood sugar issues will seek refuge in dairy because of its, again, the low carbohydrate number.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: One of the things is that 75 to 80% of Caucasians are lactose intolerant. They are missing the enzyme that breaks down the sugar in dairy. And I think it's 85% of African Americans and 90% of the Asian population. Hmm. So there's a reason why n- most of us have difficulty with dairy. And I'm not including eggs, just, just milk. Mm-hmm. So even if we did have the enzyme to break down the sugar in dairy, dairy is, is, has a characteristic of being called insulin anemic, and that fancy word just means it will trigger more insulin than is warranted in the level of sugar it has in it because of the levels of inflammation in dairy. Hmm. So when you eat dairy, you actually get double or triple the, the insulin reaction to the level of sugar in that product. So it because can cause you said, tri- wait,
3: the inflammation,
0: mm-hmm.
3: what, what the, causes... Mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: So when we eat another animal's mammary milk. Ah, uh, yeah. That's what dairy is. Right? So I know this might be ruffling some feathers, but let's just say it. <laughs> it's another animal's mammary milk. So in nature, the the Chinese believe in balancing and living according to nature. So that would be going against nature, is to to drink or eat another animal's mammary milk. It's meant for them to raise a small calf into a giant two-ton cow. Mm -hmm. Whereas our milk is meant for us, and we, we wean it two years, three years. And that's the same. So it's a very heavily lobbied, moneyed industry in this country and around the world. So we've been made to believe it's part of our diet when, in fact, there's even a pediatric organization now called Pediatricians Against Milk Hmm. because they see ear infections, colic, immune problems, eczema, psoriasis, a lot of these streps being caused from the levels of dairy that children are being exposed to causing immune system problems. Mm -hmm. So in small quantities, it's going to be fine. But when I have kids coming in, you know, drinking a gallon of milk a week or eating parents putting melting cheese on everything because the kids won't eat vegetables, now we're getting into some tricky areas of having a really inflammatory product in the digestive tract. So Mm. if we can start lowering and moving away from dairy, we are going to really see a symptom relief that will be so fast. I had a gentleman who was having pleurisy, which is trouble breathing and swelling around the lungs.
2: Mm-hmm. And I was
0: treating him with acupuncture, and I said, look, while you're getting well, you've got to cut out all sugar, all dairy, et cetera, et cetera. He's like, dairy, what? Oh, my God. But he said, whatever, I'm feeling terrible. Of course I will. So two weeks he went without any dairy, no cheese, no yogurt, no milk. And then he said, whatever, I don't believe her. <laughs> I'm going to have some cheese. <laughs> so he had some cheese and proceeded to cough up phlegm for like three hours. And so he came back and said, okay, okay, you win. I, I felt it. And sometimes <laughs> that's very helpful for people to do. Mm-hmm.
2: is mm-hmm. just
0: put it to the test. Take a two-week period, take a three-week period and remove something from your diet and then really load it up on the day (laughs) or two that you want to test it and just feel, right? Your vibrations will know immediately. You'll feel it. And if you have tiredness or fatigue or you have phlegm or you're blowing your nose more or um, things like that, then that's a, a clear sign that we're having some trouble processing it. So... With all that said, and the way out is to get your carbohydrate level down to the point where you are able to start reversing these issues and allowing your cells to open up its receptors again to start allowing the uptake of glucose and your pancreas time to heal. So that means adding regular exercise to your routine every day, at least 30 minutes of moving your body, And finding out the carb levels of the foods that you're enjoying. And, again, I'll have the website on my post. And you'll be surprised when you look at how many carbs are in some of your favorite foods and then start making the changes that you can. Your body is very forgiving. You can go as fast or as slow as you need. Some people like me went home and cleared out the fridge and never went back because I was so sick.
2: But -hmm. other people
0: do like a more gradual change, and that's fine. At least you're, not, you're stopping it from progressing, and that's the first step. And then, turn the corner the other way. Now, of course, I'm single, so it's easy for me to make the changes, but some people are in families, and they're the cook for the family, and they have kids, and it's a little slower. They end up cooking two and three meals, and I know that's very challenging.
4: So do the mm-hmm. best you can.
0: Start turning, because... If this is true for you, of course this is also true for your kids. So many times moms will be listening and all of a sudden they'll glaze over because I know they've just left their own problems and gone to their kids. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm poisoning my children. And I was like, no, let's not go there. (laughs) Let's stay with you. (laughs) But yes, it is true that what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And you'll find that you'll want to make these changes for your family as well, and that's fine. So getting your carb level down to about 100 carbs a day, you will feel, within a week, you'll feel like a new person, literally within a week. I don't care what disease you, you've been given. You'll feel different. And then if you get them down to 50 carbs a day, you'll start the reversal process. Now you're going to actually heal the body and you'll be removing the diagnosis completely. Now, some of course are a little bit more complicated, but yeah. Yeah,
3: sounds hard and because I want to just interject. I can feel people must be going, "Oh my God, this sounds impossible." But when you think about it, you're really talking about a hunter-gatherer diet. Yeah. Right. Yes. Vegetables, a few berries here and Good there.
0: Math few berries. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And since Prime Creator has called on us along with Diana to really take the challenge of of not eating any animals. So, right. not eating our brothers and sisters, right? Mhm. I particularly want to support the vegetarian and vegan world because that's where I came into my most difficulty. So, You know, when we're looking at removing meat, which has no carbs, it's easy. I can see where people started going paleo and eating more and more meat and solving the carbohydrate problem, but we're in a little bit of a pickle there, right? So we need to Mm -hmm. support our ascension process as well as stay healthy. So if we use proteins that are quinoa and legumes, and plant proteins, because if you have an amino acid, you have protein, so greens and vegetables have protein it's just not as much as meat, mm-hmm. so we just have to eat a little bit more. so most people love when I tell them that they get to eat more and lose weight. That's good news mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: so yeah, so it's really I just took it step by step and started eliminating, oh, I stopped eating pasta, then I started. Slowing down my dairy, and then I went off eventually. Then I eliminated potatoes, and then I eliminated bread. Maybe I went to Ezekiel bread first, which is sprouted grains, and stayed there for a while, and that's fine, and then I kept going. And I just sort of took a month at a time. I picked one thing a month, and I just started to eliminate it. And by the time a year was done, I was clear. So just mm-hmm. take your time. Pick a different category each month. And just work on it and find substitutes and come up with new recipes and then you'll find. And when you get down to that carbohydrate level, your energy is through the roof, you're sleeping great, you have more energy for exercise and then everything feels good and you'll be doubly motivated to continue the changes because you feel so good. And then that doesn't seem to be so hard like it would maybe now when you're thinking about it. And right, then,
3: because I know yeah. most people are are thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to have to eat like a rabbit, you know, and all you can think <laughs> of is is uh, broccoli, celery, and, you know, maybe a carrot once in a while. <laughs> we should tell
0: people how we ate at the retreat.
3: We oh, thought we were kings
0: and queens. We ate so and good.
3: I think we can help out by including some recipes.
0: Oh, that's great. Gabriella's going to be on it we're going to get some good recipes to include. That would be wonderful.
3: Yeah, because believe me, folks, you will not feel deprived when you start tasting the fabulous concoctions you can make with really beautiful, fresh, organic vegetables and spices. So,
0: Oh, it's all about the sauces.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's all about what?
0: The sauces.
3: The sauces, yes. Mm-hmm. So don't feel disheartened that you're going to have to eat
2: grass. It's <laughs> not that at all.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I, you know, uh, people joke, if they saw how much I ate, it would be astonishing.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. It's
0: so much food, but we have to learn some new things and learn what quinoa is, if you've never heard of it, and start cooking with lentils and start, you know, cooking with split peas and making soups and making different um, types of uh, types of things. And I think the hardest part people have is breakfast. We've been programmed to want breakfast foods, and the hardest meal people face is breakfast, when in fact mm. breakfast should be the biggest meal, most nutritious meal of the day. So what I, what most people would consider dinner, I eat for breakfast. And your body is thrilled with that much nutrition in the morning.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: But that's
0: what most people tell me is the hardest one to turn. Lunch and dinner, are no big deal. But what do I eat for breakfast when I don't have, you know, uh, bread and waffles and pancakes and bagels and muffins or oatmeal? What do I eat? So Mm -hmm. that's when I usually say, open up breakfast, throw out everything you've known about what you should eat for breakfast and just make it another meal of the day where you eat more yummy food and you'll find that your body really, really enjoys it. And maybe next week, Catherine and I talked about um, holding some time to talk about cleansing. The only other piece of this, complete reversal of a disease. is to clean out the inflammation and the debris that gathers in the body's tissues. And there's really easy ways to do that. So if we have time um, at one of the upcoming sessions, I'm happy to share with you some easy ways to do cleanses that's nice to do, you know, once a year, pretty regularly. I... I use the example of buying the best car you can think of like a Jaguar and putting in the highest quality oil and the premium gasoline, you still have to change the oil. So
2: (laughs) regardless
0: of pure organic food and the best water and you're exercising every day, we still build up toxins and debris, just living that need to be washed
2: Mm -hmm. out,
0: Mm -hmm. Um, especially me who had never done a cleanse. And I was 35 years old before I even really understood what one was. So I had to really work at it the first year. And then that's usually the turning point. When somebody cleans their diet, lots of good fresh vegetables and good fats and really um, clean water and, and yummy legumes and protein, and then they clean, do a cleanse, wow, now they're really seeing their blood work completely changed when they go to the doctor. And they're like, "What are you doing?" And oh, I'm just eating well. Keep going. So that's my two cents for the day. And thank you for the chance to share this with them. And I mm, that was way I more than two cents this.
3: worth. That's a yes, lifesaver. Okay.
0: quarter <laughs> <laughs> I before we
3: finish with this, I want you to describe the breakfast we had at the retreat. Oh. The quinoa breakfast.
0: I'll have to give credit to my yoga instructor, who um, is vegan as well. We were swapping recipes. And she says, try this out. So I did a week before I came to the retreat, so I I forced it on everybody there. (laughs) So I cooked my quinoa, which you cook just like you do rice, two to one. Mm -hmm. Two cups of water to one cup of quinoa, and you Mm -hmm. bring it to a boil and you cook it for 30 minutes. And then you add some fresh ground almond butter, and half a banana. And from there, you can be creative and add some nuts or some berries or something. And so you get the full grain of the quinoa and full component of amino acids in the quinoa. So it's a complete protein. Then you have the almond butter, which has some carbs, some fat, and some protein, but really good fat. And then you have a little sweet, from the banana and some minerals, potassium and magnesium, which are great for cramps and for for your muscles. And it mm-hmm. was delicious. I just love
3: oh it. Oh my what gosh, it was divine. I couldn't believe how good it was.
0: So for people who want a warm breakfast and the oatmeal, switch your ownie, that's a, a great place to start.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almond butter is so good.
0: And really peanut, good. Butter.
3: peanut butter is a good protein too right
0: well the little tricky thing about peanuts is peanuts are actually a legume they're not a nut ah. so they, they have higher carbohydrates than a nut does
3: so, oh i see so that's why almond butter is better
0: better for us yeah and and uh, the, for some reason, peanuts grow with a lot of fungus on them. They, I know um, I live in the Jimmy Carter state, and he has a peanut farm here, so it's pretty famous. And, and um, peanuts, for some reason, they, they contain a lot of fungus. So there was a study where they picked a bunch of peanut butter jars all over the country and pulled them off the shelves and tested them. And for some reason, they had a lot of um, fungus, which causes sinus problems. So I'd mm-hmm. just say buy organic peanut butter, which is clear of it, or get some good almond butter, and you're, you're pretty safe.
3: Uh-huh, and boy, does it taste good.
0: Delicious. So, I'll have so get, get to know your health food, food store. Hmm? That's right, get to know your health food store, for sure. And any questions, just contact me with individual questions, or if you miss something, I can clarify. And thanks for listening, and if I can do it, anybody can. So just dive in where you can, and before you know it, you'll be sailing. hmm
3: I want to put a positive note on this, too, now that we've talked about all the things you can't eat. (laughs) Um, Gabriella, love her, she made a huge salad for me last night. It was in a bowl the size of a a gallon. And I said, oh, wow, that's a lot. I don't think I'll save some. She said, no, eat the whole thing. (laughs) And, you know, you can eat. An enormous bowl of salad with a little, you know, nice vinegar and a touch of olive oil. Oh, my gosh, it was so good. With a little of this and a little of that, you know, some cucumbers, some tomatoes, some... She put anise in some of our salads. It was so good. So it tastes good. It's good for you. And it's easy to eat. And yeah, you is it true that you can't eat too much salad?
0: You can't eat too much salad.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, and I'm good then. Put some then.
0: fat on there. That's the trick. I think people feel so unsatisfied is we've been told to be fat phobic. Right. And it is ludicrous. And most women come who want to lose weight and I tell them they need to eat more fat and they're like, "What?" Or if like no, you need more fat. Your body is starving. So your body won't burn fat if it doesn't get fat. So you got to right. feed it fat to burn fat. So avocados, olives, nuts and seeds, coconut oil, olive oil, just, just enjoy all you want. And that's what really makes us feel satisfied is the fat.
4: hmm
3: Yeah. Some nuts in your salad and you're good to go.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Well, thank you, Meg. That was very enlightening, and I hope everybody listening understands, really understands, that this is a matter of life or death. If you have cancer, you can turn the corner. That and raising your vibration, and there is no disease that can survive in your body. And we have to be really uh, conscientious about it because our atmosphere, is still so toxic. The soils have been poisoned. The air quality is getting better. It's a lot better than it used to be. But it's not really pure. And the water, you know, most people have to drink, even if you buy bottled water, it's most of it is just the tap water from some, you know, town. So we really need to work harder at our diet because we're detoxing from so many chemicals in our in our environment. So this is why, you know, we have to be very conscientious about it and dedicated and it's based on the feeling that you love yourself and you love your body. And if you want to live, here's how. Okay? So thank you so much, Meg. You have agreed to write this up and put it on our Facebook page and our website. And I would recommend that people print it out, read it 10 times, keep it with you at all times, and start learning about how you can really take care of your body. Now let's make a comparison. Most people spend a lot of time learning about how to dress or they spend a lot of time learning how to put on makeup, women, or how to take care of your hair or color it or do what, you know, we do all kinds of, and we're willing to spend hours in the gym. So this is not such a big change, really. It's really just getting back to what our bodies thrive on and needed to begin with. I mean, this is what people have eaten, if they had it available, since time began. So we're not, this is not really a radical change, you know, unless you've been raised on things that came in boxes, and then it may seem like a radical change, but that was just the fake food we got used to for a few generations. So we're going back to the real thing to take care of our real bodies because they're precious and because we're taking them with us. We are not going to leave these bodies behind. We're not going to not need them anymore. We need them. We want them to get healthier and healthier so that when the time comes to ascend, we can take our bodies with us. And there's a very special... Uh, piece to that which means that we'll get to come back we'll get revised and, and restored and then we'll be able to come back and help out here and to do that we need a body so hang on everybody we're going to all get healthier and stronger and smarter too focus more easily Feel more cheerful. All of it, all of it helps, and you're going to be—you're just going to be amazed. I know since I shifted my diet, I am just so much happier and feel so good. It's gradual, but I can see—you know—a little change here, a little change there. Um, everything's starting to feel better. So I think I still have a little bit of milk in my diet. I put it in my coffee. I think I'm going to have to change that too. So you've inspired me, <laughs> <laughs> Meg. I, I'll find a way to have other things that are, that taste good and you know, and make the la- the final adjustments. There's not much left, and I, I think my diet is pretty much what you described, but. Any adjustments I have to make, I'm going to. So thank you. I really appreciate it, and I know the people listening have really learned a whole lot. For the rest of us, we would have to read an entire library full of nutrition books, and then we would have to try to sort through what's the truth and what isn't. And you have done that for us, Meg. And it just makes so much sense. It really you know all these fad things that you read about, and yeah, no fat, well, that never felt right to me either, so thank you so much.
0: you're very welcome,
3: okay. We're all going to apply what Meg has said, if you want to get well, here's how you've just you've just heard it, and um. You won't forget about it, because it'll be right there for you to read. Okay, now let's see what Sananda has in store for us. We are, we talked earlier about going to the Arcturian ships. I'll check in with Sananda and see if he wants to do still do that. Um, yeah, I think there's still time. And I will just step aside and let... Sananda come through and talk with us and we'll let him um, carry on from here because I'm sure he always has a good way of wrapping things up so that we benefit from it and don't forget what we've learned. All right, so I'll step aside and welcome Sananda. All
0: right, I'll just give you a little bridge. Catherine is to take a few deep breaths and visually center and connect. And I'm sure Sananda is right here with us. Welcome, Sananda.
3: Hello, beloved Meg. Oh, that was just so informative and so correct and so well-rounded. Your talk was just perfect. I hope that we can all discuss these things more in future calls because you have given the foundation that everyone can use, everyone. It doesn't matter what their illness is. It doesn't matter what the doctors have told them. This cannot hurt anyone, contrary to what... unlike what the medications they're being given can do to them. So there is no medical protocol that could be interfered with. There is no medical treatment that would not be helped by doing the things that you have just described. Now, I know a lot of times doctors will say, oh, well, you have to be careful. You can't eat this or you can't just keep your diet the same as it is because you're going to be going through this treatment and and we don't want to have anything change. Well, what they really don't want is for you to see that they don't need the treatment, that nobody needs those treatments. It's not that doctors are bad people. That's not it. It's that they have been... Put through a grueling training program. And part of that, you know, when you look at the way doctors are trained, it makes no sense. Why would they put interns and residents into a program where they can't sleep, where they're working 48 hours at a stretch? Does it occur to you that that sounds like a brainwashing program? How can you have your judgment intact when you are so exhausted that you, can't, you can barely think straight? It's training for robots. It's absolutely insane. And there's a reason behind it. Because if you want somebody to work day and night to absorb and memorize a program, that's how you train them. The Army knows that. The Marines know that. It's just another uh, boot camp training program where people are broken down physically, emotionally, psychologically. They are put under such stress that they can cannot help but give up on their own hold on themselves. And then it's easier for them to accept things that really don't make sense. And then it's all wrapped under the under the uh, umbrella of the Hippocratic Oath, which is first do no harm. Is there anything more hypocritical than to teach doctors to use medications to insist that their patients follow protocols that are damaging to them or that are at least dangerous. So, thank you, Meg, for pointing out what should be so obvious. It should be simply common sense. And yet, when you talk to someone about their diet, they will quote their doctor who has said something in opposition or who has told them, you know, this is a disease that ha- you have to take this medication for the rest of your life and why wouldn't you believe your doctor? They've spent years training to learn how to talk about these things. Well, it's not that we don't like doctors. They're some of the best people. In fact, they're most often light workers who really wanted to help people. And this is another one of the reasons why the dark developed this program to try to break light workers to get them into the fold so that they could follow the program. Now you've You've been reading the messages, most of you, I bet. And you have heard or read Serapis Bay and St. Germain telling you about, yes, there really was a matrix, and yes, that is what you're cleaning up now. So this is why we're working so hard with this healing. We are sweeping away all of the old untruths, half-truths, manipulations, and thought forms that were put in place over thousands of years, but especially in the last hundred years, when advertising and um, the commercial approach to things became so intense and so accessible that the program really turned the screws on everyone. And there is no one now who has not been affected. This is why we have to work so hard to get out of it. There's no one who has not been co-opted by this ongoing um, manipulation, ongoing propaganda for the dark, now you've read, I hope that the archons we we use that as a a sort of umbrella term, all the dark ones who were attracted to planet Earth who intended to make this their final base, because Earth was, of course, in the lower dim- dimensions. It was a 3rd dim- three-dimensional planet. And the dark ones cannot survive over the higher fifth dimensions. They just cannot survive. So this was a perfect place for them. And it was... It was... uh like paradise, for the dark ones. So they wanted planet Earth for themselves. But they had no way of knowing that planet Earth, Terra, was designed to attract the dark ones. And it was also designed to be the home of humankind, who were the beings, who are the beings, who were specifically created. To defeat the dark. So, take hold, beloved ones. Take hold of your essence. You came here. You descended into the darkness. We did this together. All of us. We are not fallen angels. We purposely descended into the dark in order to try to rescue them, in order to try to change what was happening in the lower dimensions. Now, could we have simply moved into higher dimensions to try to ignore the ones down there creating their own version of what hell is? We could have done that for a while. But had we done that, as they have proven previously, they would create nuclear weapons. And nuclear weapons are dangerous to all universes, all dimensions. They cannot be permitted because the rupture that a nuclear explosion creates is so severe that it can rip a tear in the dimensions and create Mm -hmm. havoc. And so we all came here together to try to repair the problem. Creator was not willing to simply destroy all of His beings who had gone astray. People ask, well, why not not just get rid of them? Well, most of you have been lightworkers for some time, and in your hearts you know why. We don't do that. It is against universal law. We always give beings the chance to turn around, to change their minds, and so we have spent thousands of years, you and I, devising plans, developing methods to try and reach them. But in the meantime, we also had to develop methods to try to simply keep ourselves afloat. And so we became, we became experts in the higher realms of how to speak to our beloved light workers on the ground, how to encourage them, how to give them the opportunities to see clearly, to reach deeply into their hearts so that they wouldn't lose contact, so that they wouldn't forget who they are. You have been learning about some of this. Father God, gave you an example in last night's message of the ways that we present a picture to you that will help you to congeal, to um, put the finishing touches on your vision for the future. And as you do that, you create it. You know about manifesting. Manifesting and healing are the same thing. When you are able to imagine yourself healthy and believe it, that's the key. It can't just be a fantasy, oh, I wish I were healthy. That won't get you there. It has to be, I am I am healthy, I am love, I am light, and I am not going to permit anything else to enter my cells, to enter my body, to enter my mind, or my feelings. And yes, you can develop for yourself a zero-tolerance program. I do not permit any paranoia to enter my mind. I do not permit any anxiety. Now, when when Meg and Catherine get together next, I want them to give you a picture of the interplay between adrenaline that is generated by anxiety and the system that Meg has just described to you. And you will see the other piece of this whole picture that you must include. Because otherwise, no matter what you do with your diet, no matter what you do with your um, cleanses, if you do not cleanse your body of anxiety, anger, depression, your body will not respond in a healthy way. And so we are suggesting that you simply step in to your divinity. That you simply wear the robe of the master that you really are. That you absorb the light to become the angel that you have always been. And when you do that, you can feel the love, the love pouring down on us from Creator, the love in your heart for those around you, the love that I feel for all of you and the love that you can feel for yourself. Nothing can take the place of that. Now, let us all join together. We're going to take a trip. We're going to go on the Arcturian ships up to the the beautiful healing arena where we can all join together in the beautiful circle to do our healings. Now I see that Gabriella and Noev have come home. We'll see if we can. Still, continue this connection to the uh, to the radio show. I think we can. I think we're okay. So let us all join hands, see ourselves in the pillar of light, and all of you who were mentioned today, all of you who are here to be healed, come with us. We're going to spend a little extra time today. Because this has all been such a rich and important meeting. By the time you are finished here today, and you take with you all the information and all the love that you have just experienced, you are healed. So join with us in the pillar of light. We're going to float upward. And today we'll have a little bit shorter session in the Arcturian ship because you've already been primed to absorb what they have to give us very rapidly. And the the energies that you're all feeling from the great central sun are speeding everything up. You're going to see things happen on your planet at lightning speed. In the news, well, not in the main, the media, but there are wonderful web- websites that are keeping track of what's happening in Iraq. And they are giving you reports, blow by blow, of how things are changing there you are going to see created in front of your eyes a glowing democracy out of the ashes out of the ashes of religious conflict international war complete physical devastation to become one of the most powerful leaders of the world. There are people there who are of the light who are now so dedicated that you're going to see a democracy created before your eyes. It is thrilling. And you, beloved ones, are going to experience the same kind of thing today You're going to become healthy, strong, and at peace. And that comes when you agree between you and your own heart to take command of this precious, precious body that's been given to you to live out this thrilling experience which is the transition of Mother Earth and all her beings. And so here we go to the ship. They open their their panels and bring us into the reception area, closing the doors. Here we are, all of us together, healers. And all of you who've asked to be healed And here are your ascended masters and angels who wish to be here with us. Feel the energy between us. Feel the connection we have. Now the great doors open and we go into the healing arena filled with light. Such a beautiful place that crystalline uh, quality of the structure creates a shimmering light that is calming and inspiring at the same time uplifting you can feel the high vibration but it's comforting at the same time like being in a warm bath washing over you the beautiful shades of of lavender and pink and yellow and blue feel it it tickles your cells invites them to be activated and now everyone come into the great circle. Choose a place where you will lie back and rest in your, in your lovely healing bed. The healers, we welcome all the healers on this call. There are so many. Come and make a circle around those who've asked to be healed and enjoy the healing energy yourselves and your masters are here, I will go around the center of the circle and I will place my hands on each person's, beside each person's head. You will feel my energy. All of you who have been named today, gather. If you see friends there, go in a group with them. And we also invite all the animals to come and go to their own healing arena and be treated to the same beautiful experience of being showered with love and being so cared for by the Arcturians and in their teams and Mother and Father God are here Lady Portia beside me, as I go around the circle, she comes along with me as I give a big blast of healing energy to each person. She will come along behind and help you to gently absorb it, to keep it, to feel the waves of energy rippling all through your body, And the Arcturians are here. They've, they're doing their scan to identify whatever it is in your body that needs to be worked on. And they're starting with their treatments. And now think of what you've learned today as you feel this wonderful treatment coming from the Arcturians, the, the energy that, that they emit, that all the masters gathered here are focusing on you, and that you feel as a natural complement to your own energy. We are not different from you. When we send you love, It is the love that yourselves recognize. Because you too are made of the stuff that creates this universe. You are made of love. You've learned to shut that down. You've learned to do without it. And this is why you become sick. Now open all the windows throw back the shutters and let every cell absorb the light the Arcturians I'll describe it very briefly have calibrated their wands so that when they move the wand over an area that is inflamed, let us say. The cells feel the soothing and encouraging energies from the wand and activate themselves to create healing. This is really all it is. And this is why medication doesn't work because it adds something to your body instead of helping your body to do what it knows how to do already. Feel a sense of hope, being energized, being lifted. We are here for you always. When you're going through your days and you're having to do this, what seems like hard work at first, creating a new diet for yourself, creating a new environment inside your body. It isn't work, beloved ones. It's it's a blessed project. Do it with love. Do it because you want to be here, to help out, to celebrate, to enjoy, to take part in this marvelous time. It has begun. You can feel it. You know that the shift has already begun. Be close to nature. When you go out for a walk and you look at the trees, let yourself see. Let yourself see the energy particles in the air. If you have vision trouble, breathe in. Breathe in the oxygen. Breathe in the love. And let it soothe and comfort the cells that have been damaged. If you've had an immune disease, you must have peace of mind, beloved ones, in order to repair. If you have cancer, now I'm I'm addressing each person as I go. If you have cancer, know that it is simply, as you have been told by our beloved Meg, it is your body's adaptation. It is the fact that your body can no longer keep processing and working to absorb what's being put into it. And so the toxins slip in and do their work. Remove them. Expel them. Just as you would do if you walk into a house that's been closed up with all the draperies shut. It smells musty, doesn't it? Go to the doors and the windows. Throw back the curtains. Let in the light and the air. Feel the freshness of being lifted by the light. Light is love. When you go out into nature and you feel the sun caressing you, know that that is creator. That is creator touching your face, giving you a blessing. That's why it feels so good. Know that when you see the sun's light reflecting off the moon, There are even times when you can see your shadow. Know that that is creator sending you the light so that you can enjoy it during the night as well. Now we're going around the the room. All the angels are here your favorite masters, your ancestors, the people who've cared for you, the people you've loved. Call on anyone you want. Let them help you with this. Accept their love. Accept their presence. And they'll be there with you step by step so that you never feel alone and it never feels like a struggle. This is a wonderful triumph rising above what we've known before. It's not work. It's mastery. It's an expression of what's best in you. That's not hard. Not if you go about it Understanding that this is your birthright. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to be healthy. It's what we want for you. Accept it, beloved ones. Don't think that you must be sick, that it's part of human life, that it, you just have to get used to it. It's not true at any age. Breathe in. Feel the oxygen filling your lungs, filling every cell. Feel every cell smiling. And now. I complete my circuit around. I love doing this. I, look, I love looking down upon you with such love and affection. It's a pleasure to see you here because it means that you've opened your hearts. It means that you are the light workers who will be leading the way because you are learning now what it means to be loved. We celebrate that. We are so joyful at seeing how you receive us, how you welcome us. This is new, you know, that large groups of people are so willing to open their hearts to be to let their curiosity be piqued. Yes, there have always been lots of large groups who would gather for religious practices or but that was different. That wasn't to really get to know us. Here you come to really be close to us, to feel our presence, to feel that when we say God is love, you feel that it's true. You know that there is no punishment, no hell, no throwing you into some dungeon because you made a mistake in your life. There's no such thing. We are here to embrace you. We're here to lift you up to join us on this great joyful march that is a march into the light. And we wish for every being on the planet to join us in this great march into the light. Now, raise yourselves up, dear ones, those of you who came for your healing. Stand up. Embrace each other. Feel the joy, the sense of determination and hope. You cannot fail. There is no such thing. You can only turn away and decide not to to love yourself enough to be attentive to your own needs it is just the same as being attentive to the needs of those around you there is no difference because when you do what's right for yourself you are teaching others to do the same Now let us gather. Oh, the Arcturians are reminding me. In my rush to celebrate, I didn't mention that they have the cleansing blue light. So let us all stand in the beautiful, clearing, sweet sense of being washed over by their beautiful light that now fills the arena. Soak it in. Let it wash over you all the way down through your feet like a beautiful shower. Feel yourself cleansed, renewed, Thank you, beloved brothers and sisters. We honor the Arcturians and their good work. We bow to all the masters here who are here to help you and who wish to continue helping you. Now let us all go together to the entry room where we're ready to go back to our pillar of light, but before we do, let us all join together and send a huge blast of healing love energy to the entire planet. Let it go directly down from where we are like a lightning bolt right into the center of planet Earth where the great crystal will absorb our energy and blast it forth to everyone on the planet. It will activate the grid which is now unified. Every being, every species is represented there. We are one. So I will count downward from three to one. And when I do, remember that you're sending a bolt of one, one love, one energy, one compassion, glorious celebration, forgiveness, and joy every single person on the planet now three two one blast our love our healing energy there it is like an explosion of light radiating upward outward in waves and waves of pulsing light, touching every being on the planet, igniting the grid so that the energy ripples through it, around and around. And now you see it recycling, continuing, endless, endless look what we have created this will energize and nourish everyone on the planet with the help of creator we are establishing new energy patterns new abilities to heal to feel the oneness, to feel the love for one another, and especially for our beloved Mother Terra. Now we proceed to our beautiful pillar of light. We will float hand in hand down back to the place we came from, on the surface, never to return to the old darkness, the old humdrum ideas, the old contrived belief systems. Wash it all away. And here you are sunshine in your being. Now you only need to enjoy it. Embrace it. Be the light that you really are. I bow to each and every one of you I send you my blessings and my endless love. I offer to walk with you, every one of you, as you take on these last challenges to remove all the darkness, to clean all the corners in your own body, in your own mind, and on your beautiful planet. We are succeeding, beloved ones. This is the mission we came to accomplish, and we are triumphant. I am your Sananda. Namaste, all.
0: Namaste, Fernanda mm. Thank you so much. Mm. Mm. That was a special I heard
5: As he it.
3: finished I heard Go in peace mm. Go in peace, everyone Oh, that was delightful Well, we're back and I see there are a few questions. Let's just um, dedicate just a minute or two for each person, so that you uh, can have a chance to say hello and give us your question or your comment. There are three hands up right now, so let's answer those three.
0: Shall okay. we? Okay. Yes. So we'll, well start. Well, I know I'm who the first one. Aerie. Okay, oh, go ahead. I hope I got yes. the one you wanted. <laughs> no, no, I didn't area want any. Oh, okay, area six code 626, six. Six, ending in 4114.
2: Just tell mm-hmm. us your name and
0: where you're calling from.
2: <clears throat>
5: um, hi, my name is Michelle, and I'm in Colorado.
2: Hi,
3: Michelle. Hi,
5: Michelle. Hi. Uh, wow, I'm privileged. Um, I had a question from earlier uh, when Meg was talking about nuts and seeds. Um from my understanding, I I thought nuts and seeds should be prepared because they have phytic acid, which inhibits the absorption of nutrients in the digestive system. And I wondered if you had any thoughts on that for seeds, nuts, hmm. and legumes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You mean, Michelle, prepared, meaning um, like the nuts and seeds... Soaked to activate the enzymes and the beans cooked. Is that what you mean? Um, Well,
5: not from what I comprehend. See, there's a group called the Weston A. Price. Uh, He was a dentist Uh in the early Uh 30s. And he studied all the different indigenous cultures and their diets and what they ate to make them so healthy because they never got cavities. And so one Uh of the things he talked about... um, amongst many, of what they did with their food and how yeah. they prepared it properly, or not for he uses, they prepared it properly, is that they um, prepared the nuts and the seeds and the beans and the and rice, you know, in, in a, an acidic medium to neutralize phytic acid, which phytic acid, from what I understand, inhibits our body from absorbing because it's a seed or a nut. It's naturally in the, in the shell or to protect it because it's, you know, if it wants to grow... It has a, a mechanism uh-huh. for it. Um, uh-huh. And so um, I wondered, you know, because I know a lot of people that come to that foundation have a lot of digestive and, and uh, health problems. And so these are principles that, that they change. To, it's based on, like, a lot of what you said, except for they're more into the meat, uh, sadly. Um, and um, milk, raw milk, and that's another question I have in regards to milk is raw milk as opposed to pasteurized milk. But in the nuts, my question is, What's your opinion on that, and um, do you think that would help? I find that I don't notice, but I eat pretty healthy, um, like the way you talk about. So, um, But I still prepare my nuts and my seeds and my beans and legumes when I do eat them, for the most part,
0: because um, mm-hmm.
5: you don't get gas when you eat beans that are prepared properly.
0: Um, so no, Michelle, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, you bring up a great point, Michelle. Thank you. Um, sometimes it's... Um, I find that I have to layer in information for people to be able to absorb. You have gone to the top level. So when we bring in Weston A. Price and Dr. Pottinger and Dr. Royal Lee, we're talking about the highest level of nutritional quality. So the fact that you even know who that is means you're really working at it and are going at that. Upper 5%. And with people that do that work that have cleaned up and are talking about what you're speaking of, we're at that 5% where you are really going. So I applaud you. You are really working hard. And, yes, when we're doing that level work, I would mention soak your nuts and seeds, prepare them, sprout them. Soak your quinoa, sprout them, sprout your broccoli, sprout all that. For where I was when I was first beginning, that would have ended me. I would not have been able to wrap around that level of information. Mm. So you okay. go for it because you okay. are on it. So okay. you keep doing it. And, okay. and okay. I would say when people get to that level, we might have another conversation. It might be three months, okay. and we're all there, and okay. you're going to be given that talk because you're on it. So your second uh, point, mind, yeah, your second point was on raw dairy, raw milk. Yes. When when we lived on raw milk, we were doing super. You now people got unpasteurized, non-homogenized milk, and we were living on that, packed with enzymes, came full of minerals. They weren't heated to high temperatures, which killed everything. There are many people that lived very healthy lives with raw milk. And Mm -hmm. when you're going from category to category, again, you're at that upper level. When you're talking about raw goat milk, raw cow's milk, and -hmm. you can find a source that's high quality, you can find raw milk from a farm that's unpasteurized, you're going to have less problems. There are... But still, we have to look at that nth level, and I'm going to quote Goddess Diana on her message when she says, "I give up the goddess of the hunt." I have to fine tune it here because when we are thinking about honoring Prime Creator's thought form, you know, requests, we're mm-hmm. talking about how we engage the animal population how we are seeing them as their place on our planet and moving away from a moving away from a usury type of relationship so we're talking about really fine-tuning here how we engage with the animal population And I think many people would say, if I use eggs, the chickens aren't harmed. And if I drink milk, the cows aren't harmed. And, and yes, I I think we're not eating the animal flesh. And, yes, there is a difference. Um, But for a digestive point of view and for a slight fine-tuning of the usury, we just want to give a question there. That's all. So just go in your heart and just... Feel into that, and I'm sure you're going to come away with something that feels really good for you, Michelle.
5: Okay. And, um, mm. and then just, I guess um, I had one more, um, I guess, question or to bring up, because I'm sure there's other people that do listen that are at a higher level of nutrition. And just to, to mention fermented foods as another mm. aspect, because it's just those three basic things that, that kind of tip you over the edge that really, in cultures, mm-hmm. they had healthy bodies, you know, and that's one of the things I really love and I'll have to really, uh, like you said, um, um, I I know I should start eliminating the milk, but I love my milk kefir because it's so really good when it's warm. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, yeah, because I have sometimes oatmeal and milk uh, kefir with some maple syrup and cinnamon and some breakfast, sometimes turmeric. But, anyways, uh
4: and let's hear your
5: question. I heard it.
0: I heard it, the fermented (laughs) vegetable part. Yeah. And you're you're right there with Catherine. You're at the end. (laughs) It's like that's the last thing you're going to do, and you just do it when you're ready. Um, She brings up a great point, Michelle. Thank you. Um, Fermented vegetables are something that most indigenous cultures around the world add to their meal, which gives you the proper bacteria and the enzymes to be a catalyst for your digestion. Great point, Michelle. Most cultures, like the Germans, have sauerkraut. The Mm -hmm. Japanese have miso. The Koreans have kimchi and many other cultures. So if we add a fermented vegetable, like you can find raw sauerkraut almost at every health food store. You can even make your own. That's why Michelle mentions the kefir, which is a fermented product, we can make it with vegetables so you don't have to use dairy, but that's, I think, why, why she's referring to that. So adding a tablespoon or two tablespoons of fermented vegetables with your meals will just take you to the next level of proper enzymatic digestion and healthy bacteria. Great point, Michelle. Thank you.
5: Okay. And I have one last question. And um, Oh, I think we uh, have to move on,
3: Michelle. Come yeah. back next yeah. time, okay? okay? Your questions are great.
5: Yeah, oh, thank did, yeah, thank you. I the class. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> well, thank you.
3: Okay. Oh. Yeah. Well, look to hear from you again.
0: Yes. I this will be an
3: ongoing oh, discussion. So sorry,
0: thank you, Michelle. Great point. Okay, let's go to opening up area code two five three, ending in seven one two zero. Welcome.
1: Hi. I've been going by nature path and working on my nutrition, and they say... Tell us they your name say, and where you're calling from. Oh, this is Susan from Tacoma in Washington Hi, Susan. State. And uh, I've made all kinds of changes, and I have all kinds of food intolerances. I'm, I'm down to not much different kinds of food. And um, so your your talk today was very timely for me, and I... I think we're pretty sure I have Lyme disease, too, I just found out. So um, what, what can you name four or five things that are just really healthy for you know most people to eat?
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Susan. I'll make one point. Um, many people come to me with food allergies and food intolerances. I, if, I'll take a really quick second to address this because this is a... a a large part of a lot of people's problems. What most people experience is what you call a leaky gut or intestinal permeability, if you want to use a ridiculously long word. What we're talking about is the inflammation and the sugar levels and the toxins have gotten to such a degree that you actually have, uh, instead of a sieve for your small intestine, you have a colander with large, larger permeability, larger gaps in the cell wall. And food particles, before they get broken down, are leaking into the bloodstream. And the immune system starts attacking food particles and creating intolerances and allergic responses to food particles because they say you're not supposed to be in the bloodstream, you're supposed to be in the gastrointestinal tract. So they don't know the difference. Your body will mount an allergic response to a banana protein as much as it would a heavy metal. So people with leaky gut are coming up on allergy tests allergic to every food. This is simply not true. You are not allergic to food. You have a leaky gut. And there's ways to help with that, which is too long for now. So for Susan, for now you want to do lots of cooked vegetables low on the raw lots of cooked steamed with really good fat and you're going to really heal no grains no sugar, no pasta no bread, no crackers no starchy vegetables cooked vegetables, steamed vegetables good fat, good water go low on the raw and you're going to feel better in the meantime you can email me and we'll talk more. But great question, Susan. Thank you.
3: I have something to add, too, for Susan. Um, okay. If anyone who's experienced Lyme disease knows how, um, how you really feel the urgency to get rid of this thing because it's such, it really is a bother, So to say the least. Um, this comes directly from Father God. The um, things that really help with Lyme disease, there is a plum from Hawaii called Li Hing Mui. And the way they package it is just absolutely horrible. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's not the sugar, the salt, and the aspartame on the outside of it that are the healing qualities, but it is the plum itself. So I would recommend that you soak them because they have so much salt on them that they're hard to eat. But Hing mui, salted plums from Hawaii, um, pumpkin seeds, and even better, um, I talked about this last week, Japanese knotweed. You can get a tincture from the health food store. And I have seen that wherever ticks are, Japanese knotweed grows. So it's a very powerful antidote to Lyme disease. And along with the diet that Meg has just given you, you can beat any bacterial or viral infection,
1: including Lyme disease. So hope that helps, Susan. I just have one postscript in that if I do not, um, I'm cut down on all my carbohydrates because I'm so highly allergic to wheat, and I, you know, I do eat quinoa and brown rice, but if I don't have potatoes about twice a day every day, I get, my weight drops so drastically that my doctor says it's too dangerous not to eat them, so... I don't eat any starches, you know, potatoes. <laughs> well, stay with to gonna...
0: sweet potatoes. Yeah, just yeah, stay, go with ahead, sweet potatoes, squash, stay with sweet potatoes. Butternut squash. Stay with the sweet potatoes. Butternut yeah. squash and really good fat. One avocado a day, half a cup of olives a day, and coconut oil. Three tablespoons of coconut oil a day and your gut will be shining. And it's got high calories and it burns like sugar you'll have energy, and you'll have a good gut. It's antibacterial, antimicrobial, antifungal. It's the work. Three tablespoons of raw coconut oil a day, and you'll notice the difference.
3: Great. Okay. Instead of potatoes. I so, yeah, can't. There, there you
1: potato. go. My, my, my body will not tolerate sweet potatoes, but I do eat a lot of squash.
0: That sounds perfect.
1: The coconut oil will make up for what
3: you're not getting.
0: Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right, Susan, thank you. Great question.
3: All right. One last question, and this is Rod.
2: <laughs>
3: there how you go, Rod.
6: How are you doing? Hey, Meg, that was great. That was absolutely, just exactly what I wanted to hear. Um, but before I get into that, Catherine, I'd like to say one thing. I'm a little disappointed and and confused about the message from Father God today uh, where you talk about Sinatra S-Sananda describing the pill as not as satisfactory because of the manufacturing of it and mm-hmm. I don't know why I don't know why that's being brought up are we supposed to are we supposed to have an opinion about something it hurts me because I listen to both you and and um, oh, oh what you call it uh, yeah. before and Fine. and it, yeah and, and it's like having your mother and father getting divorced you know you love them both but what's this all about? And I don't well, I they big,
4: described
3: I don't it know. very
6: clearly, that
3: they want you to have accurate information and they want you to know what they're... I mean, I asked them, you know, do we have to talk about this? And he said, yes. So I trust that there's something in that message that's really necessary and important. Um, I don't want to debate the details of it. I'd rather you read it again and really try to absorb what it is they want us to know
6: Well, it's almost um, like i'm It's not to a battle
3: I'm... between one person and another it's not about your mother and father it really isn't
6: it's you know it's more a more a case of who do you want to believe
3: well maybe
6: and I'm maybe sitting here going, but i can't discern either one of you as one not to believe in what you're saying. You both talk about love and development and and vibrations, and so forth. You, none of you talk about anything that I can perceive as being negative but, okay well, well,
3: what that. they were saying was that they they really didn't um appreciate it that they were attacking me, and that well, that was very that. negative,
6: yeah you know, I, I mean I think that
3: was. Should. The problem. I don't
6: know why we and, should keep bringing it up. That's the question here. I'm an old man, and I figure at this point in time, leave things alone if you can let them die, you know, by the side of the road. That's I how I felt, too. You know? Yeah. Okay. So much well, of that. But, the,
3: main, but, the main thrust of that message was that they described hollow earth to us in order to give us a vision and that there actually is not a place called Hollow Earth inside Earth here at this moment, but there is the vision that is the earth, the world that we're creating.
6: Well, yeah, and then on the other hand of the of the coin, you you talk to them, you listen to their program. And they have vegetables down there that you can eat, and they taste like steak if, if you choose them to, you know. And <laughs> and, and trees and trees will hug you, and all the you know the sunshine never quits, and it never rains, and you know well, and on and on. Well, that's the point. We want to
3: envision that. That's what we want for ourselves, and that's what we're creating
6: Rather on planet Earth. Rather than believing it exists.
3: Yes, by by envisioning it, by tasting it. You can almost
6: okay. taste it. Okay, That's well, how you I'll get off, off that it. subject because I don't want to wear it out. But I just thought I'd bring it up. But back to Ryan again, Ryan. I mean, Meg. I own a uh, Vitamixer, and I'm one of those who who who's not really concerned so much about what they eat, but I mean how it tastes, but what they eat. And mm-hmm. uh, I can take I can take a quarter pound of broccoli and blend it up and drink it down in no time. So what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to make a commitment to do exactly what was suggested today, and in a month give you some kind of input as to how it made me feel because I'm going to go raw. Beside the fact that uh, I'm not going to cook all this stuff. Well, we certainly want to hear how you do. Is that okay. what do you
3: think, Meg? Is that a good idea? The raw depends on how um, I, effective
6: your digestion yeah, I, I is. Think Well, I won't eat raw squash, but I mean... (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If if we're recuperating from a a pretty severe disease and we've had lots and lots of medications, we need to do a little repair work before we go right into the raw to make sure we have all the juices firing. But I think for most people, if they have not had tons of medicine and bathed in toxins, raw is terrific and blending and Vitamixing is even better so as you know as as long as that's going I'd say thumbs up and we can't wait to hear yeah
6: okay, that's good well anyway we sure appreciate all your input we really do you're welcome Rod. Thanks again. Rod yeah I can't
3: wait to hear here's somebody who's really willing to take it to the limit good for you Rod And I know he's been dealing with disease and wants to be 100%, so go for it.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: Okay, great questions. Thanks, everybody. We'll have more. We'll talk more about this, and I hope um, Michelle will will come back again and ask some more of her really high-level questions. And we do want reports. We want feedback, everybody. Tell us. When you take this to the limit, we want to hear how it works. That's a very important part for us and for everyone listening. So I'm going to end our call now. Thank everybody. Thank you, Meg. That was just brilliant. And I hope it's going to change life for everyone who's listening
0: it did for me. So I give it a thumbs up and I encourage everybody just to start where they can. It's going to be terrific.
3: All right, Thank you, Meg.
0: Thank you, And
3: thanks everybody for your great questions and we will talk to you again Wednesday night 8 p.m. Same place and of course next Sunday again with Sananda. So long everybody. Bye, everybody.
4: Okay, round two.
2: Name something that's not boring.
5: A laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire,
4: huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms conditions apply. for details.